So if you want to be a part of that, make sure you get your, get your name down. All right. Everybody doing good tonight? Okay, good. Y'all mighty quiet. Y'all make me nervous when you're quiet like that. Let's stand, if you will, if you did. Judges chapter 6. If you're, if you're still looking for it, just give up and look on with somebody. Oh, my. Judges chapter 6. <clears throat> it says, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites, the children of Israel, made for themselves the dens, caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was... Whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up also, and Amalekites, and the, the people of the east would come up against them. And then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. For they, <clears throat> for they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts. But they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt. I brought you out of the house of bondage. And I delivered you out of the land of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who opposed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. <clears throat> also, I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Amen. Father, we just pray for it right now. We just ask that you uh, move in and take total, complete control. And uh, take me, fill me with your spirit. Get rid of me and just use me as an instrument in your hands. Lord, uh, help me to glorify your name. Help me to speak truth. And Father, may we leave this place tonight just saying that it was good to have been at the house of the Lord and to be in, in the presence of the living God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> I, uh, I'm just going to ask everybody, if you will, just to kind of sing along with me. Okay? Y'all ready? Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Y'all remember that song? Y'all's doing pretty good there. I felt like somebody was fixing to shout amen. <laughs> uh, sometimes I wonder about myself. I knew that amen was coming. Yeah, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression. 
excessive misery. Well, that's what I titled my little sermon here tonight, was excessive misery. What y'all doing over there? Oh, you never heard that before? You never heard none of that? Oh, okay, but you did, you, you did know what it was all about. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, right. Yeah. Janet, she didn't really like E-Hall, but I think she grew up in Jacksonville. <laughs> all right, getting back to excessive misery. That's why I, I put that name here because of... Actually, uh, I had I had come into this scripture and been thinking about it because I was with Bennett with Moses and uh, the last couple of weeks and just looking at uh, <clears throat> you know spiritual challenges that come our way when they you know when when God calls on you or when He calls on us and and how people uh, handle that and and I was thinking of Gideon you know and in in a lot of ways Gideon was somewhat like Moses. You know, and I thought about you know just looking at Gideon too, and and, 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 and but as I as I read it, I kept reading it and I was reading around the, the story of Gideon. You know, this kind of this kind of jumped out at me. <clears throat> these first uh, ten verses here, and I, as I got looking at them, you know, I said, you know, uh, I think there's something there that was just kind of kept speaking to my heart, and. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but uh, I had a wonderful time here last Sunday night. Now, how many were here Sunday night with the, the Celebrate Recovery? I tell you what, if you weren't here, you missed a, a, just a great time. I mean, it, it, to, you know, to me, to me how, I real, how I know that I've had a great time is whenever the Lord just grips my heart. You know, and... and now and then you have to kind of reach up there and kind of wipe your eyes because, and to me, that's that God's moving. And I, and I just, I loved it. And the things that I heard and uh, testimonies and things that were done. And, and I, as I thought about that and then I was reading these here, it just kind of started coming together to, to me, you know, about where these people were here. And in Judges, uh, the book of Judges, if you read it, you will find that <clears throat> after Joshua died that the children of Israel just started going through a pattern of on again, off again. They'd, they'd follow the Lord. Uh, then they'd, when they'd depart from the Lord, they'd get, get into that excessive misery. They'd go to crying again to the Lord. The Lord would come back, help them out, bring them out of it, and the cycle was over and over and over it was like about every 40 years, or kind of like a generation thing, and uh, <clears throat> and it would change, and 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 so they they were in the, one of these patterns here, and uh, they the Midianites had had kind of got the upper hand there, and so as I look at it, first thing I wanted to do is, is, is when I, we get in here is just go and look at to look at the misery, look at look at look at the, look at their life, just look at their life. In verse 2 there, you'll see it says, Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves dens and caves and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, when they planted, that the Midianites would come up. And also the Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them, and they would encamp against them. And the 
and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts. Both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land and to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. <clears throat> so we look in, we look at this. How how this is God's people. This is the children of God. This, when you look at Israel, this is God's chosen people. I mean, the Bible tells us that. These, these are people that, that, that they know about God. They, they know God. They, they know Jehovah. They've been taught. They, they know these things. But they, they, they have drifted from him. And they find themselves in this. Here, this is their life. This is life. This is their life. This is what I just read. That's, that's life for them. And so I, I thought about it as we look at, and as I looked at this misery, something, here, here's, here's how they're living. Number one, they're in bondage. They're in bondage. I mean, they, 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 they can't do anything, really. They, they, they've run to the hills and tried to hide. They're in bondage. They're in fear. As you we read on, you'll find Gideon hiding in a wine press to get out a little wheat because he's afraid and they'll see him and those type of and take it from him. So they're living in fear. They're living defeated. Not only that, my guess, my guess is probably they're hungry. They're probably empty. They're running on empty. Boy, that's tough. Running on empty. They've lost, they, for all uh, intents and purposes, they've lost their home. They've had to leave and go Dig them out a little place in the mountain just to try to find a place to get out of the weather. What a way to live. They've lost their home. They've lost their livelihood. The way up red here, it sounds like the Midianites was taking all the cattle and goats and everything else they come in contact with. They're taking, taking, not leaving them anything. Not leaving anything. And they basically was forfeiting what was rightly belonged to them. That was their land. That was God had given them that. And they had they were, they had forfeited, and they're li- they're living like this. And I thought, and I thought to myself, you know, I know I know folks I know folks like that. I know individual people whose lives are like that. I know I know I know Christian people who've allowed their lives to become like that. And I say that because, and, and my mind goes back to Sunday night because we had a lot of folks sitting here. As far as I know, they're Christian people. They're trusting the Lord. It's been through a lot of stuff. And not only that, they realize that there's that possibility they could go right, they could go back. Okay? And, and, and tonight, that's, what, that's, that's, that's the thought that... I, where I'm thinking, what I'm thinking. And so this is something that's for everybody. I don't care how long you, how old you are. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. Just like they said, celebrate recovery. Everybody's got an issue. Everybody's got a weakness. Everybody, it's there. You know, it just is. I don't, I don't, I don't care. You may feel like, well, I might have a little one, but it ain't much. Well, you got one, and it's probably a lot bigger than you realize. And there's weaknesses there, and we're all capable 
of doing things and making mistakes. And not only that, doing it slowly. Slowly allowing, allowing the enemy to come in and, 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 and pull us away and, and, and take, get the upper hand on us. That, that, that can happen. And I think, and I think about people that's, that's battling uh, strong addictions to, to, to alcohol or drugs or things of this nature. And, I, and, and, I've, and I've heard uh, this week of someone who, who God has worked mightily in their life. And they're back out there where he delivered them from. You know, I, and I can, let me tell you, I can show you this. That person's life feels like what I just read to you. Bondage, fear, defeat, empty, lost, lost it all. I mean, folks, I know people that, that, that's lost everything they have. Lost their homes, lost their, they, they lost their jobs, lost their, lost their own self-respect, everything. Nothing, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, that, that's real. And I, and, I re, and I really believe that's the reason the Lord has me here on this. There's probably many of us in our own families know, family, have family members that they have, <laughs> they have just ruined their life. There's, there's nothing there. They, and they forfeited. They have forfeited what what the Lord would 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 do for them and in their life. But let me tell you, I'll tell you. You may be a Christian. I, that, that's between you and the Lord, and that's His business. And and however you. Do. But here's the deal. You might be a Christian, but if if you choose to allow sin in and to push God aside and go your way, you will pay the consequences. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is. And it's hurtful. That's, it's hurtful. And that's the reason to me I feel like this, you know, celebrate cover and our people anyway, you know, that, that they care. They care about people who are hurting, that are hurting themselves or hurting those around them and, 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 and allowing themselves to just be destroyed and pulled away and these type of things. But I think it's important that, to, to, that, we, that we talk about it and, you know, just to, to mention this as I look through this because this is, this, is, this is people. The children of Israel, this is people. This is just people with the same tendencies, the same sin nature as we have today. What, whatever would drag them down, same things can pull on us, can, same type of stuff. As individuals, if you're like me, you've probably seen times where you were a lot stronger than you were at other times. You would find, you would, if you're like me, you probably found yourself that I have, like the old song that you sing, I've drifted a little too far from the shore. I've, I've, you know, that I've, I've gotten a little bit too far away. And, 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 and you need to correct that. You need to correct that. And the sooner, the sooner you realize that and the sooner you correct it, the better off you'll be. And so what it is, is, is folks that just continue to do that, eventually they find themselves out, out there, out there, and they lost it all. And, 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 and the Lord knows where they are and knows all about it. The Lord knows where they were. As a matter of fact, in the very first verse it says, they did evil inside, and so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian. The Lord knows exactly where they are. He knows where they are. He knows what they're doing. He knows their faults. He, he knows their heart. 
And he knows that they're suffering. But it says that the Lord delivered them there. A lot of times people, people don't like that. You know, uh, you get a little kickback when you talk about bad things happening to people and say that's from the Lord. Folks, we serve, a, we serve a, 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 an awesome God. We serve a sovereign God who's, who's God, who's over all, all things. Okay, so he knows. And these people understood and knew. God has allowed this. God has allowed this. And, there's, and, and not only this now, and this is just things that's just kind of turning in me, and maybe they'll fall out in some kind of logical order, but that it, it, you know, that it's, it's just knowing that, <clears throat> that, you know, that these struggles do exist. And there's, there's this chance that we can find ourselves in these places. To me, I think that's, I think it's wise to remind people. I know in the, in, in Peter's letter that he did a lot, a, a lot of reminding. He would say, I want to remind, was Peter or John, I think it was Peter, that I, I, I want to remind you of what you already know. Sometimes we need to go back and realize and, and hear it, you know, be, be aware, be vigilant, pay attention, you know, the devil's a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. It don't, it don't hurt to remind people of that every now and then. To, hey, he's seeking whom he may devour. Do you think that he don't want to devour you? You just mess around and you play around and you, sh- you shove God aside and, 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 and not be where you need to be. And he'll show up and he will, he will work in your lives and you may find yourself a long way from the shore. Let me keep, let me, let me keep moving. <clears throat> I just wrote down here, to, you know, do you... You know, do we? Do you know anybody like that? I do, but I want to let me let me let me tell you this. <clears throat> so I wrote this down. Their choices led them here. Their choice, their their choices led them to this kind of situation. Okay, that's that's, that's just what it is, and and that's not trying to to throw off or anything like that on anyone. I'm, I, same thing with me. My choices, my choices have consequences. And their, their choices is what had, they, the choices they made eventually put them in the position they were in. So it's, the things just need to, to realize that. And before I leave it, I do want to, I, do, I want to look at James, James chapter 1. Because I say this, you know, their choices led them here. James 1.13, it says this, Let no man, let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his, his own lust. When you find yourself drawn away, when you find yourself somewhere like that, realize you went there on your own. Amen? Your own lust took you there. It says, when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed, enticed, okay? So I, I, know, I, 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 know, I know right off, just from God's word, I know right off these people right here, they're where they are because they went after something they wanted. Y'all still with me? Y'all way too quiet tonight. 
way too quiet. They, were, they went after something that they wanted because they, it, it was, they were enticed. There was something, there was something that, that would draw them. Now, you know, and I thought, and I thought about this, you know, enticed, thrown away. <clears throat> I tell you what. Um, Jeannie, Jeannie Baskin, her mother makes, or did, she passed away. She made a 12-layer chocolate cake. 12, that's the truth. I think it's 12, wasn't it? I think it's 12. There's about that thick. And it was chocolate between every layer. Beat thing I ever seen. That thing had enticed you. That would entice you. See, you, you, you're enticed. You, you, you want to go there. I mean, there it lays over there. I think I'll go that way. <laughs> that's where I'm going to go. I mean, I mean it, it, that's enticed. So, and, and a lot of times, here's the thing. Christian people are ashamed to admit what entices them. Ain't nobody want to say anything on that. Don't want, nobody want to do that. Right? Don't want to admit what, what may be in, enticing. I thought, and I continue to think about that, it'd be enticed. I'll tell you something that, that entices me. And that's a big, nice, cushy recliner. You know, I mean, that thing, that's enticing. Boy, you whoo-wee. Take it back, you know. It'll entice you. But you know what? Just because it, it entices you, it looks good, and you may want to go there. Let me tell you something. If you spend all your time in it, it ain't good for you. Y'all right? Am I right? Just because it's enticing, looks good, and it feels good, and I think I go like that, doesn't mean it's good for you. And so when you realize, so, so what do what I got to do? You walk on by the recliner. Walking's better for you anyhow. But there's the entice. It's there. It draws, there's a, we live with that. It doesn't matter that you're a Christian. It's there. But I ain't through. You're drawn away of his own lust and entice. Then when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, bringeth forth death. If you're just laying that recliner long enough, you'll kick the bucket. You believe that? Hmm? Yeah. Right. And you know that. But it's still that there draw to it. That's, a, that's, just, that's just our nature. That's the way it is. And uh, it leads to the misery. When it's conceived, it brings forth sin and sin. When it's finished, man, when it's finished, it brings forth death. And I'm thinking death. It brings forth death. And when I, when, when I, when I said that, my mind went back to an old Hank Williams song about men with broken hearts. How many of y'all ever heard that, men with broken hearts? Oh, man, that's, that's something else. But uh, there's a line in that, in that song that says, A living death is all that's left. For these men with broken hearts. That, what I just read 
is a living death. They're alive and they're breathing, but that's just a living death. That ain't life. That ain't life. <laughs> Second thing, number one was the misery. Second thing, how did it get like this? How did it get like this? Simple, simple word is, one word to me, idolatry. Okay, idolatry. Something has been, something has taken the place of God. Something has been put in his place. And that won't work. That's not, that's, that's not going to work. And idolatry, and in, 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 when we read the Bible and, and we talk, talk about idolatry, so, you know, so I know myself, especially growing up for years, you know, when they talk about idolatry, all I ever thought about was a, some kind of an old wooden pole somebody had carved up with a face on it or something like that and called it an idol and you, uh, that sort of thing, you know, just that was an idol. That's what they did. Uh, sort of. But so, folks, it doesn't matter. An idol can be anything, anything that comes in between you and the Lord and entices and pulls you away from him, making that take the place of God. God first, amen? He's priority number one. He's preeminent. He, he's everything. He's my everything. He's more important to me than Tonda. I love her to death. Man, I wouldn't take nothing for her. And I mean that. But God is everything. I love my children, but God's everything. I can't allow Tonda. I can't allow my children. I can't allow my, my, my job or my passion to do things or, or to be successful. I can't let any of these things come in and get, get me in my time. And, it, and folks, we live in, in our society over here. We got it made. We can kick back. We, I mean, we, we got a lot of time savers and gives us time to run around and do things or sit around and watch TV or look on the Internet. Man, I, you can burn you down some hours on the Internet just, just reading, sto reading nothing story. The, I mean, and, 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 you think, and you think about time and stuff like that. I mean, that those, that's things that I, that, I, that I easily could allow to be in my life to start taking time from, from the Lord, not keeping him where, right where he needs to be. Realizing that sort of thing, it, it slowly works in like that. So we, in every one of us, folks, this is just for all of us. It's for everybody. Because we all have, the, we all have to live life. We all make choices. We, can, we, all, we all have the same amount of time to do whatever we want to do with that time. You know, and, 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 and not, leaving, not leaving the Lord out of it is highly important. Is highly important. How did it get this way, idolatry? Something had allowed, they had allowed something to replace God. Look at Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 11. I think this is really good. This is, this, is, this is good, this is true, and it's heartbreaking. Jeremiah 2, 11. <clears throat> if you there, say amen. I'll wait on the rest of it. Jeremiah 2, 11. says, has a nation changed their gods which are yet no gods? What that means? He said, 
Have you ever heard of a nation that don't serve me? They, they just got them old warped up gods that they've created themselves. Have you ever heard of them just leaving them? No, they, they, as a matter of fact, usually their gods is one they've made themselves and they kind of like him. They, they've made him fit them and the, they've made him just like they want him to be, that sort of thing. Have you ever heard of that? You don't, you don't hear them quitting their God. But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. I am God. I'm the creator of God. I've revealed myself to them, shown myself to them, shown myself mighty in their behalf. They know everything about me. They've seen my hand, and they don't want me. Isn't that amazing? They don't, they don't want that. They'd rather have something else. Same thing we could ask ourselves. Is there anything else that... I spend a whole lot of time. I mean, you think, you talk, you think, just think about this here. A husband and wife or, a, or a, a young boy dating a girl that just loved girlfriend. And he keeps telling her, oh, you're, oh, you're, you're the most precious thing in my life. You're number one in my book. And, and she ain't seen or heard nothing out of him in a week. Oh, yeah, but he, you're, you're, you're not, she ain't going to believe that. She ain't going to believe that. He's, proud. He's, he's number one. He's first. But they have, they may say they know me, but they ain't spent much time with me. It says, be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, saith the Lord. In other words, this should, this, this, this should, be a, this should astound heaven that something like this that happened, that people, people, my people, are so foolish as to turn their back on me for something else that they think's better. That's enticed them. For my people, here's what's happened. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they've hewn them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Folks, I'm going to tell you, that is sad. That's sad. They have living fountain of living, running water. That's what he said to me. But they don't, they have, they put that aside. And what they're, what they're going after and what they're, what they think they're wanting is they're, they're creating it themselves and they feel like this is going to be satisfying. This is really what I want. And they go dig their own hole and put the water in it and they find out that water, it don't even hold water and they don't have anything now. Nothing that they, what, what they thought was going to be, that was going to make like this, boy, when I get this dug, when I get it like I want it, this is going to be good. And once, it, once they get it, they find out nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. I'm telling you. Let nothing, nothing interfere with your relationship with the Lord. When you realize it, every because I'm talking to myself, when you realize these, these things, do something about it right then, right then. So <clears throat> he says, that's that amazing. I so said, whatever, I just wrote this down, whatever we allow, Whatever we allow to push God aside in our lives will always leave us empty. I don't, I don't care what it is. I don't care how much you think that's what you want to do. I do it does not matter. It does not matter. Anything that, you, that allows you to push God aside will leave you 
will leave you empty. It'll ruin your life. Number three. We see that we've seen, number one, the misery that they're living in. And the way it got that way is they just allowed God to be pushed aside. He said that. God said that. He said, you know, I told you not to, not to fear the gods of the Amorites, and you have not obeyed. Number three, but, but here's the deal. I wrote, but, but this is not the way it's supposed to be. They're not, living, they're not living the way that it's supposed to be. They're not even living the way that God had, has planned. I mean, what he what planned, you know. And I want us to look at that just, just a little bit. If you will, go to Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Chapter 32 in Deuteronomy. <clears throat> this, and I do, I, and, and, I, and I hope this, I hope I, I hope I get this across, you know, that it is so important that we be careful and pay attention to our own selves, that we're not slowly enticed or moved and, and because it, it, causes, it causes us problems. It causes our family problems those around us. Deuteronomy 32, verse 9. This is, the, this is comes out of the middle of the, what's known as the Song of Moses. Listen to this. It says, For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. And as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, and beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and, there, and listen, and there was no strange God with him. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Ain't no strange God. God was, he, he knew, I mean, you can you just see it, this, the, 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 Jacob, Israel, they knew this was their God. They knew what he was doing. That, that was, he was God. He was doing these things for them. But even though they saw and knew how great he was, that they could be lured and enticed. But let's keep reading. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. He made him, God, and made him to ride on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the field. That ain't happening to them folks right now, is it? They ain't eating there. They, that ain't happening. Well, what did I say? So that ain't the way it's supposed to be. What, the way they are living is not the way it's supposed to be for God's people. But God's people, their choices have them there. And God knows all about it. And nothing's changed today for God's people. We still have to be obedient. You know, what Johnny says that blessings follow obedience. You know, I can, I can say misery follows idolatry. And it does still today. You can't let nothing come in and take God's place. He's too precious. So it says I, that he might eat the increase of the fields. And, and he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flint rock. Butter of kine and the milk of sheep and the fat of lambs, and the rams of the breed of Bashan, and goats, and with the fat of kidneys of wheat, and thou didst drink the pure blood of the grape. Man, they had it made. 
They had it made, and there ain't no other God. They ain't let nothing come in. That's what God, that is God. It's, he's good. His blessings are good. Man, oh, man, he's good. But you don't let strange gods come in. You don't let things push him aside and, and, see, and still expect that, that, those type of blessings. God's the one that allowed them to be in the position they're in. He knew, he knew all about this. Listen to verse 15. And Jeshua, which I think was is Jerusalem. The, Jeshua waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxing fat. I mean, yeah, he's been laying in the recliner too long. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then, when it, everything was great, it was then. Then he forsook God which made him, and lightly, lightly esteem the rock of salvation that cannot be moved. Lightly esteemed. Folks, y'all think we're in, do you, do you, do you think that we're, we're different folks than that? Though? We're people just like that. And it's, I don't think it hurts to be reminded now and then and that it's important that we keep, we keep him where he needs to be. First, foremost, in every one of our in every one of our lives, <clears throat> I love it. So we can see that that's what that's what God wants things to look like. That's His blessing. As a matter of fact, I wrote I, I put down Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I love it. God's talking to these same people, these Jewish people, these Israelite people, when they were in bondage in in Babylon after they'd been there. 70 years and he told them I know where you are I know all about it but he also said this for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future that's what God's plans are now are you living there or are you living like these folk right here that's you know how your life and we're thinking you're saying well everything's looking good right now that's, and that's, that's good but I hope it, I hope that my words that they, they remind us we're no different. We're no different. And that's the reason that it's, that's what helps. I think that's, re that's what really helps in Celebrate Recovery is whenever they make it known, there's none of us any different. I don't know what kind of mistake you made. I don't know what you've done. Don't know how bad. All I can tell you is I, I'm very capable of making the same mistake. And if I think different, I'm fooling myself. Maybe, oh, I may not do the very same thing, but I may do something that's my weakness, just as bad, whatever. But the, the key, the key for all of us is keeping the Lord near and him keeping us near. That's the, that's, that's, that's the key. That's the key. That's like, you know, I got song here. Don't drift too far from the shore. Stay right close to him. And I, <clears throat> I'll close with this, this, uh, yeah, I'll close with this last thing. But I, I like, I mean, we, we see how they're living. They're God's people. They've chosen to live that way. It's because of what they've allowed and how they've allowed things to push God out of their lives. It'll cost you every time. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the correct way for the Christian to live. And then uh, number four is what's going to change? What will change the situation? 
Okay, they're, they're tired of living like this. Their bellies are empty. They're tired of being hungry. They're tired of being scared. They're tired of being defeated. They're tired of not being able to go back home. Man, I, my, my mind just runs because I know people that are in that position. They're living like that. And when you say that word, I can't go back home, that's, what, that's, the, that's the truth. They can't go back home. Their lives have been destroyed. What will change? Verse 7. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel and said to them, what happened? That's when he began, he sent the prophet to tell them what, the, what I know where you are. I know what you've done. Dis disobedience has brought you here, but I've heard you cry. And I'm a deliverer. I've delivered you before. I can deliver you again. I can, I, I can deliver you. See, that's the, that's the next thing you let people know at Celebrate Recovery. You can't deliver yourself, but I know that Jesus can. That, and, yeah, we're all in the boat together. We all got the, the weaknesses, and we can, you know, we, that's just the way it is. We all need to be careful. We never, we need, never, Christians should never come get, get that. I tell you what's dangerous is spiritual pride. Spiritual pride is a dangerous, dangerous thing. Keep yourself humble before God, realizing who you are, and by yourself you're capable of anything. But by the grace of God, you cling to him, and he clings to you. But the cry, the crying out, that's what changes it. And God, which listen, God loves you. He's got a plan. I know my plans. He said, I know my plans for you. It's not to harm you. I'm not here to harm you. It said, it said God delivered them up to the Midianites. He said, yeah, I did. But I'm not here to harm you. But you're going to kill yourself if I don't allow something to turn you back to me. The best thing I can do is allow is do whatever it takes to, for you to turn back to me. To turn back to me. That's, that's what will correct the problem. God would make, he would provide the deliverer. And he, did, and he would do it here with Gideon, one that was very unlikely. Tony, you can come up. But as, this is, as this is just, a, this has gripped my heart as, as I've read this and looked at it in the, in the condition of God's people, people that knew better, people that knew the Lord, people that God loved people that God had a plan for, people who God says, uh, you know, I got a lot. <laughs> if you follow me, life's a whole lot better than what you're living right now, that sort of thing. And letting people, I mean, man, I, I just can't understand. I, I remember several months ago, I was down down Tylerfield with Jordan, and uh, there was a guy that came in there where Jordan stays, and uh, Accountability House at Liberty Lodge, and he, he was—he was one like this. His life was shot. He had lost he had everything. You know, family wouldn't have, he couldn't be around the family. And listen, folks, let me, let me tell you this—that's a good thing. Don't look bad on the family whenever they—you say, "Well, the family wouldn't have nothing to do with him." 
when it gets bad enough, the best thing the family can do for you is don't have nothing to do with you. Somewhere down the line, you've got to want to come back. Do you, do you understand that? And that boy came in, and he, all he had been doing was sleeping under a viaduct for days. He came, got in good clothes, good shower, had his own bed, all of that, working to find him a job. In four days, he was gone. Where'd he go? Because they went back on that bridge. How? Why? Why? It's amazing. It's amazing. I know he heard about the Lord. Because I know they pump it in hard. But that's his only, that's his hope. But somewhere down the line, he's got he's to stop and cry out on his own. To the Lord and the Lord meet his need so tonight as a close out my heart still still gurry up from the service the other night and um, I just know that it's it's good teaching it's good to remember that folks we're we're all in the same boat we're all alike we all have problems, struggles, those type of things. And it's, it's good for us to realize it and to take care of keeping ourselves where we need to be so that we don't find ourselves in a condition that I never dreamed I'd be in. Never dreamed it. That happened. There's been pastors that said, I never dreamed that I'd been there doing what I was doing. Never dreamed it. But that's who we are. And I think it's, a, it's good. So let's stand tonight, if you will, and open this altar up. And anybody here, God deals with your heart about salvation. Please come. Please come. But for us, that's the best thing in the world we can pray. Lord, draw me close. Keep me close to you. Don't let me, don't let me. Don't let me do do that and move out there. Let me let me realize quickly when things are starting to come in there and pushing you aside.